You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. Good evening and a warm welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. We've got rather a different lineup of music tonight because I have a very special guest, Kedibone Mulaudzi. That's me. How you guys doing? <laughs> well, I'm as excited you can, to be here. You see, he can even do his own soundtrack now. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's my first time on Classical. Well, uh, I'm so excited. You I, think it's, I think it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm uh, excited. But you need to tell people who you are. Who my are you? I'm uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, professional stand-up comedian. What that means is I do that for a living. I perform all over the world. I'm doing stand-up comedy. Not currently because COVID is performing all over the world. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's what I do. So we run Soweto Comedy Festival. We are also busy with a bigger project called the South African Comedy Awards. I do comedy, basically. I'm a a, a stay-at-home dad during the day, then at night I do comedy. (laughs) And have you always known that you were a funny guy? Yeah, like I think ever since I was a kid, you know. In, in, in primary school, I was the class clown. In high school as well, I was a class clown. Like, you know, um, I've always been that guy that everybody wanted to hang around because they know they're going to laugh. You know what I mean? But the terror of the teachers. Yeah, I was even worse because uh, my brother is a pre- was uh, still a principal. He was a principal at my high school, and my other brother was a teacher. So every time they wanted to make an example of something, then they would pick me. So then I remember this one time, it was a casual day, that everybody was wearing casual, including me. Then I got to school, my brother's like, I must go back home and wear my uniform. I'm like, what? I was so angry, but I had to go back home. My mother was so angry, she brought me back. She came back to the school with me and scolded my brothers in front of all the students. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've always known I'm funny, so yeah. And where was this? Where did you grow up? Uh, in Limpopo, uh, by uh, Makado. There's a place called Ilim. Uh, not, it's about, it's uh, 30, uh, an hour's drive from Pulukwane. Uh, so that's that's where I grew up. And also in Soweto as well. So uh, my dad my dad uh, is an, was or is still an activist. So what happened was that uh, every time he was in trouble in Soweto, he would ship us to, to Limpopo. Every time things have calmed down in Soweto, then he ship us back to, to Soweto. So it's cool. In Soweto than in Limpopo as well. So I've had a, a very interesting childhood. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. <laughs> but obviously, uh, laughter and humor kept you going through all of that. Yes, you know, because I think uh, m- my parents got a very interesting relationship. Like, my dad is the comedian. I think I, I, uh, I, I got that from him. And then my mom is the audience. So my dad will crack up jokes and my mother will just laugh throughout, you know what I mean? So I grew up in a very... Funny family, basically, you know what I mean? So then I think uh, I loved laughing so much that every time there was a sitcom, I would run home after school too, so that I don't miss I don't miss a sitcom like uh, Frasier, like uh, Martin, like you know, Seinfeld and them, you know? So I think, yeah, you know, uh, humor kept me going. But obviously, as a comedian, you have to have uh, a good memory for stories also. Yes. Because you gotta, you're a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. Uh, so Richard, so as a comedian... Uh, so I think currently I probably got about 10 hours worth of comedy. So that's where the memory comes in handy because now you have to remember, like, when I'm on stage, right, like, let's say I'm telling a joke about um, about a classic FM. If I'm talking to you, then you talk about, oh, you know, I was in Senten earlier. So if ever I got a joke about Senten, my memory automatically downloads the joke about Senten, then I, you know, I become relevant that way on stage. So you've now, got a good computer. Yeah, I've got a good computer. <laughs> Natural computer. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, well, let's listen to your first choice of yes. music. And I think it's a good one because it's Hugh Masekela and Marketplace. Yes, Hugh Masekela. Uh, I fell in love with this song when I saw him perform it live uh, at a state theater in Pretoria. Like, wow. So I, I was like, I was speechless. I'm like, wow. Because you can sing, you can play the trumpet, and then are you... His musical career is just rich, you know what I mean? So he's, I think he's a part of, of, of the continent and the world as well. And I was so happy last year, before he passed on, he was named as uh, the top, top, uh, like the top earner when it comes to music in the whole world. So I was so proud of him. So, yes, guys, enjoy. Huma Sikela, uh, Marketplace. I don't know if you guys know his son. What's his name? Uh, he's a presenter on e entertainment online. He can't say Masikela. He said, Masikela? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy. What's his name? I forgot his name, but he's a presenter on e entertainment. So, guys, enjoy you, Masikela Marketplace. That was Hugh Masakela and Marketplace, the choice of Kiribone Mulaudzi. That's me. He's my guest on People of Note tonight. And you can see he's not shy of, <laughs> of talking about himself. Uh, but he's a comedian from. Uh, originally from Limpopo, but now based, based all, around, and, yeah, but and all around the world. Yeah, all around the world. Basically. So Midrand, you mentioned Midrand. What happens in Midrand? Um, I got property. So I stayed in Midrand. I got property in Midrand. That's where that's where I reside. Then I also got property in uh, Soweto as well. That's where my brother and his family stays there. I'm one of six kids, by the way, because parents in Limpopo are very busy. <laughs> <laughs> six kids! <laughs> I remember like, mom, six kids. You were very busy. Like, yeah, if I wasn't busy, we wouldn't be here. So just shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, three boys and three girls. Um, you know, I'm number five and I've got a younger sister. Her name is uh, Azwendini. First born is a uh, girl, Marubini. Another girl, Tabawani. First boy, Baranganani. Second boy, Mukobi. Uh, me, Kiriboni. And then my younger sister, Azwendini. And but something else happens in Midrand because you have a comedy evening there. Yes, I've got a comedy evening. It's called the Midrand Comedy Club. Uh, come through because uh, comedy is the is the best medicine. You know, what I mean? come through and have fun. You know, we, it's at uh, Sandridge Square at a restaurant called uh, Heritage Lifestyle uh, every Thursday from seven o'clock. So from seven to eight, people have dinner. They got the best African cuisine there, and it's it. I've seen I've seen um, my white brothers and sisters. Enjoying it more than I did, you know what I mean? So it's the best food and the best comedy. So the comedy is a two-hour show from 8 to 10 o'clock. It's uh, four comedians. So come through, come check it out, you know. And uh, I believe Richard will be, will be joining us this coming uh, this coming Thursday. Who, me? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I invite come through. Cause you think for I'm those who don't know, man? Richard is very funny. <laughs> I was cracking up earlier. He got funny stories. So I hope he's going to come watch. I hope he gets on stage because I dared him to get on stage and share the funny stories. You okay, know, but I'm I'm quite interested to know what sort of audience you get. Is it very mixed? It's very mixed. It's a it's a multiracial audience. So comedy appeals across the board. Yes, like the the the, the, the beautiful thing about comedy, it cuts through gender, race, and religion, because everybody wants to laugh. I think laughter is what makes us human. You know what I mean? So everybody, so comedy, comedy has that power to unite everybody. Like you know, like if you look at all the comedians, like if you look like at uh, at uh, Bill Bear or Dave Chappelle. Everybody laughs at the joke because a funny story is a funny story. It doesn't care whether you're black, white, Indian, colored, green, whatever, or you Muslim, Christian. A funny story is a funny story. And uh, is it all in English or what? No, language? it's English. It's English. English, yeah. Because as you know, in our country right now, we have um, a, whole, a bigger, a big community from our brothers from outside the country. So they also want to laugh as well. So when we do Venek, then we exclude them, you know. And our comedy should be enjoyed by everybody, you know. So it's in English. So you're not bad boys. Yeah. Because <laughs> I see your your next choice is Mark 
Mancina, Mancina with so, Bad Boys. Tell me about this. So it's a it's a soundtrack for the movie Bad Boys, uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. So every time, so that was the first movie that made me fall in love with comedy because Martin Lawrence is, is there because Martin Lawrence is one of my favorite comedians. So every time I hear that song, it just brings in good memories. It brings in my story about how I fell in love with comedy. So I love the song, Mark Mancina. It's a soundtrack. So I love, I'm a big fan of soundtracks. Enjoy it. That was the soundtrack from Bad Boys, Mark Mancini. Bad Boys, Bad Boys, what you gonna do? People, if you know the movie, you know this. You know the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> My guest is Kediboni Mulaudzi. That's who me. Is a comic, and uh, a very does... funny one at that, Richard. I'm very funny, guys. I'm well, hilarious. Well, I have to come. I have to come and hear it in real it's life. Coming Thursday, yeah, yeah. I'm very funny, yeah. But you have to be quick in comedy, right? Yes, I think the one thing that makes me funny and unique from other comedians is that I'm. I'm naturally creative because before I, I, I started doing comedy full time, I was doing advertising. I was a creative director, copywriter. So I went to AAA School of, of Advertising and then uh, I won a couple of awards in writing, in creative writing. And then um, I moved from advertising to comedy because in advertising, advertising has gotten so rigid and boring. You find clients dictating ideas that you see on billboards, on radio adverts, on TV, on TV adverts. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go, cause and then uh, with advertising, you have to wait for three months um, to to get feedback on whether your advert was funny or great or not. But with comedy, you do a joke now, you hear the reaction now. People laugh now or they don't laugh now. So it's you know, so I'm very creative and funny. So that, that that's what makes me unique. But there are some companies who are quick with advertising. If I think of Nando's, some of their adverts are very quick. Uh, when something becomes current, they make an advert about. Yes, it. you know, Nando's are very quick. I just saw a billboard earlier today. It said. Uh, uh, something say goodbye to 2020 and blah 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 blah. They're just making fun of, and a creative way of making fun yeah. of of the situation that we find ourselves in. So they're very they're very good at that. And every time a political scandal pops up, they're quick. You yeah. Know? So which is good. I think the Nando's are very fortunate. They are uh, the, the advertising agency that does Nando's. They're very fortunate because Nando's is an open client with other clients. You see a billboard, you're like, that's so boring. That's because the client came up with that advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's very interesting and. Uh, but there must be some uh, comedy which is particular. You say it's in English, but surely there is a, a very particular type of comedy, say, in Soweto or in the vendor language. Yes. Because comedy is also about words. Yes. So yes. language plays a big part in it. Yes. So, so let's – so, okay, let's say I'm, we're doing a show in um, – let's say we're doing Soweto Comedy Festival, right? And the audience is mostly people from Soweto. In that space, then we get to, to, to do comedy in Venek. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because some jokes are funnier in Venek. But now the same joke can be done in a mid-range comedy club, but you just need to translate it yeah. so that the other people that understand Venek yeah, yeah, yeah. can get it. Because you're right. Some jokes are just are funny, are funny in, 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 as they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, you know, yeah, they, they're they're yeah. just funny situational yes. things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got this joke. Let me remember it. I got this joke that I said, uh, do you remember that show called uh, The Weakest Link? It was on SNS3. Yes. Yeah, yeah. like, I remember I got this joke where I said, uh, The Weakest Link, uh, they have an affirmative action policy. Uh, the presenter was asking uh, a black contestant. Like, she's like, I forgot her name. I think Fiona was her name. She's like, contestant, what is the expression that black people use when they, when they do not know an answer to a question? And the black contents was like, uh, ish. She's like, correct. <laughs> you see that? You have to, you have to yeah. tell it like that. And it's yeah. funny in Venek, but it's still funny in English. Yeah. But it's also, 
funny for South Africans. Yes. If, I mean, if you told that joke in, in Europe or America, no one would know what the hell you no one, about. No, no one would laugh. Definitely yeah. no one would laugh. But now, if you tell a joke like, uh, like uh, how, let me see the international joke. Like, uh, I got this joke that I did, I, 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 I did uh, last Thursday at a Midland Comedy Club. I said, I, I think... I got a dump baby. I think my son is not very smart. He's too, because my son has got he got this thing where, <laughs> like, he says hi to everybody and everything. You know, like he says hi every time. He's like hi, 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 hi. Then he moves to the fridge. Hi, hi, fridge. Hi. <laughs> Move to the store. I'm like, hey, man, now you can't say hi to the fridge. <laughs> See, such a story. It's cute and it's funny. Yeah. Everybody can relate to it because kids are very creative. You know what I mean? So in his world. You must say hi to everything that's in front of his eyes. You know what I mean? So, see, it depends. You know, there's some stories are international, some are very local. Like, uh, if you were to do a, a, a shower, a shower joke, Zuma, no one would get it. Yeah. You know, only people from within the Sadiq region would get it. But some jokes, you know, jokes about childhood, parenting, relationships, um, sex, they're international. Yeah. Everybody gets them. Your next choice is uh, a wedding song, and I bet you've done some weddings because weddings like speeches. Also. Yes, as comedians, so we, do, is, we, we do uh, a lot of lots of weddings. So yeah, Jonas Guangwa. Yes, Jonas. It's um, I remember I, I watched him at uh, Baseline, so it's quite it's quite exciting. I love I love I love seeing him on stage. It's called Homu Homu, as in as black as Africans when we when we marry we get to pay lobola. Uh, we we use cows. Homu is suited for cows. That was a song called Como, a wedding song by Jonas, Jonas Gwangwa. Hey, that's the man. <laughs> and my guest is Kedebone Mulaudzi. Yes. Now, uh, you, we talked about <laughs> weddings. Uh, presumably, you don't only do this for, for money because if you've got six brothers and sisters, you've had some weddings in your family. Yes, too. we've, we've so lots. Do, yeah. you, do you do family stuff as well? Yeah, I do. I do for free. You know, I think with the, the, the lovely thing about talent, what I believe uh, when it comes to talent is that um, when it comes to people close to you, because it's a blessing that you were given to, you know, by, by God or whoever you believe in. And you need to share that freely amongst friends. They must enjoy your talent. You know what I mean? So I do that anytime. Like uh, when on the 26th, my brother called me. I got a, my one of my brothers, a pastor. He called me. He was like, hey, you know, uh, my, my sister-in-law got something. You must come and do coin. I'm like, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? So, yeah. So do lots of weddings. So if you're getting married in December, I'm a great MC. Call me up. I'm very funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, but let's talk about the comedy awards because yes. uh, that's an, an interesting thing. Why has there been a 13-year gap in the South African comedy awards? A uh, 13-year gap uh, because we, we're struggling with finding the best strategy or the best vision for the awards, you know, because we're unsure. Um, comedians used to make money through DVD sales. The whole thing is dead. The DVD market is dead, you know. Then now everything has moved online, you know. I think as the awards, we're trying to move the, to help the industry migrate online, you know what I mean? So what we do, we help um, younger comedians get into the industry. We help um, all the comedians um, um, trans, uh, transform their, their material into cash online, you know. We're trying to get them um, gigs throughout Essen, like, you know, if you, if you reach out and you get a show, we'll help you sell your show to the international market, uh, the Western world, the rest of Africa. So the 13-year the, the gap was to make sure that the strategy is good. So now we know what we're doing. We've done two two ceremonies already where Trevor Noah, uh, Louis Okola, John Fleesman, and Riyad Musa walked victorious, walked away victorious. They won um, um, awards then. So now we're ready to take the industry forward. Okay, but this brings up an interesting thing because to a large extent, comedy relies on instant reaction mm-hmm. from the public. 
I mean, if people laugh, then you're encouraged to do more yes. along those lines. But now online, you don't get that. So how does it's this a, work? It's a bit tricky, but we have to adapt. It's, we are in that adapt or die situation. So what we do, so if, if I'm doing a show online, let's say if I'm on Instagram, I'll make sure that, you know, I have one guest so that I can at least see one reaction from one person. Because whatever, however that person's reacting, chances are everybody's reacting like that. And the tricky part is, when we do shows online, you have to do shows, jokes that work. You can't be there trying out new jokes. So what happens that when you do like a comedy night, like midwin comedy night, is a space where we get to try out um, new jokes. So by the time we get, we get the, the same jokes to the online space, the jokes are funnier. You know, because you can't be there trying out new jokes for the online market. Like, it's, it's very suicidal. So where do you try out new jokes then? At, at comedy clubs, yeah. like uh, the Midland Comedy Club. That's we, happening on this on coming Thursday. Thursday yeah. Yeah. So that's is, we, is it every Thursday? It's every Thursday. You know, at the same place? At the same place. Sandwich, and, uh, Sandwich Square, Connor New Road and, uh, and Liver Road at a place called uh, Heritage uh, Lifestyle. So it's only on Thursdays. Then from next year, it's going to be a fully-fledged comedy club. Uh, it's going to be just like Pacas and Monte Casino. So we're going to do it every Thursday, every Friday, and every Saturday. So we're quite excited about that. So comedy is big. Comedy is huge. Like, I remember when we started uh, a few years back, uh, one of the comedy pioneers, we used to be on, on, on the same level with poetry. And then comedy just took off. And then, uh, like, 10 years ago, we used to open for, for thinking for musicians. You know, musicians, because musicians were filling up venues. But now comedy is filling up venues, you know. But the only the only artist that's filling up venues is Casper But with all the other venues, comedy is doing well. Because a comedy show can, can get easily get 4,000 people, 5,000 people on the, set, on the, on the thing, in a, in a venue. But musicians can't even get 1,000 people. So comedy, it's, it's on par with music, if not bigger. I'm not, even, I'm not even lying, you know. Our industry, as the essay comedy industry, it's it's bigger than the UK comedy industry, and uh, it's it's approaching the same level where the US comedy industry is currently. Well, it's an interesting thing because one of our comedians, Trevor Noah, has made it big internationally. Trevor is so big. I'm glad he gave me a shout out uh, two weeks back. He did a he did an interview with GQ magazine because he was he was named a news news person of the year because. Um, so when we started doing comedy, uh, I had a comedy club in Joburg, Newtown, at a place called Horror Cafe. So at Horror Cafe, this is a place where I'm like, you know what, as, as, as comedians, we can only grow together. And I invited people that want to do comedy, like Richard wants to do comedy. I invited people that want to do comedy to come through to Horror Cafe. We would then do workshops with the, with the guys like to help them tell jokes better, blah, blah. And one of the guys that came through for the workshops was Trevor Noah. You know, so then I, uh, you know, I helped him with workshops to to get into the industry. Then he gave me a shout out, like, "Oh, thank you, Kidiwoni." So it's quite big, and he was just announced as the host for the, for the, is it for the Grammys? What's the what's the one for the for the music for the for the? I think for the Grammys, it's just been announced as the host for the Grammys, which is big, because Trevor, it's within top five of the top comedians in the world. That's like, amazing. Easily so, he's and, big, and he came from where? Cape Town. Where do, where where's his home? Trevor, uh, Trevor uh, uh, in, uh, in uh, Soweto and uh, Alexandra. Oh, Soweto. Okay. Yeah, Soweto and uh, Highlands. is a Highlands North, yeah. yeah. By Balfour, just opposite his house. Okay, but he's, opposite a, Balfour Park. he's a local Gauteng boy. Yeah, he's a local yeah. Gauteng boy. Yeah. So are you going to make it big too? Yeah, you yeah, know. Man. But I think I'm, I'm making it big mostly uh, behind the scene. <laughs>
You know uh, what I mean? You're, you're more on, on an organizational side now. Yes. Okay. Like we run Soweto Comedy Fest, the SA Comedy Awards, SA Comedy Academy, SA Comedy Expo, SA Comedy Rights Organization. So that's, 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 because I think my, my, my vision is to leave a legacy. So when I'm gone, my legacy will still, will still be around. Your next choice is Hello, my baby. Black Hello, Mambazo. my baby. Uh, Black, we, everybody grew up with, with listening to Black Mambazo. Black, white, you know, so they won two Grammys and, uh, and, uh, they, 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 are, they are amazing. They are GOATs, greatest of all time. That was Hello My Baby featuring Ladysmith Black Mambazo. Black Mambazo, the original boy band in Africa. <laughs> they are the original boy band, you know. They're better than NSYNC and them because <laughs> yeah. they can sing, you know what I mean? They can sing properly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this South African Comedy Awards, just give us an idea of are there different categories or yes, how does are. it work? So, so uh, if people can go to sacomedyawards.com, they'll get to see different categories. There's an online comedian of the year. There's an online female comedian. Uh, there's a top male uh, comedian. There's top new comedian. There's a top uh, ensemble show there's a top online comedy show there's a top produced comedy show there's also public categories where public members can also participate okay in. but that's what our listeners want to hear about yes. so tell so, us about that so you guys can uh, you can nominate uh, a funny social media video that you've seen or you can shoot your own f- uh, social media video that you can uh, submit entry for because there's a category called a uh, uh, funniest social media video by public you know what I mean? So you can submit that. And there's also funniest TV advert. If ever you've seen a Nando's TV advert or Chicken Licken or whatever advert that you've seen that you think is really funny, you can just go to YouTube, send us the link, and then submit that entry by sending in your email to myentry at essaycomedyawards.com. Myentry at essaycomedyawards.com. And for your information, send us an email on at info at essaycomedyawards.com. Info at essaycomedyawards.com. So it's quite exciting categories for comedians and also the public. Your next choice of music is by Andre Rieu. It's a famous piece called O Fortuna. It's from an uh, uh, oratorio called Carmine Burana. It's about the changes in fortune. One moment you're at the top of your yes. career, but you make a mistake and poops, you fall over the side. Look at Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, if you listen to Classic FM right now, this song goes to you. <laughs> that was Andre Rieu. And his own version of O Fortuna by Karl Orff. Fabulous piece. It used to be an advert for um, uh, Aftershave. Oh, they used nice. that advert. Long with a surfer, a guy surfing, surfing on a yeah, wave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm sure Toyota got the idea to name their, one of their cars after this name. There's a Toyota for, is it Fortuna? Fortuna. Yeah, yeah. there is a Toyota there. <laughs> Toyota, Toyota, we know you stole that name from Andre Rio. How do you pronounce it? Andre Rio. Andre Rio. Yeah. Awesome. It's a beautiful, I, I enjoy the song. It's a beautiful track. Yeah. Now, uh, you've got a lovely, deep voice also. Are there voices that are good for comedy and voices that are not good for comedy? Or is voice part of the thing? No, with, with that, it's how you tell the story. It, I've got a friend of mine. His name is Simpue Shembe. He's uh, based in KZN. he got this skinniest voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he talks like this. And it's so funny, you know. <laughs> so it, I guess uh, with a deep voice, it helps when you need to act out a joke. Because sometimes, okay, this is how comedy works, uh, Classic FM listeners. So... You can get the same joke. You can get people laughing at the same joke three times, right? The first time is when you tell the actual joke and they laugh, right? And then the sec- second time is when you act act out the very same joke they just told. And people laugh because they, they see where you're going. And then later on, you can still do like a callback. Like 20 minutes later, you can bring back the same joke, you know? So having um, having a voice that have, that have different levels, it helps as well. 
Yeah. And males and females, are there just as many female comedy people as males? No. Female comedians, there's probably less than 8% of the comedians in the country are female. Because females are scared of stage. Why? Because they're very, I think they're very judgmental. They, 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 they think, what are people going to think about me on stage? You know, because I think as guys, we've got, we got balls. We just get on stage and tell you. But with females, it's a different ball game altogether. They're scared to get on stage, I think. You know, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a testosterone um, industry. It's a very gutty. Like you get on stage and, uh, uh, but ladies are very reserved, you know. But we've got lots of gutsy ladies in South Africa. Come on. Yeah. Yes. But now, like I'm saying, out of every 110 would want to do comedy. Like we've got top um, comedian, this Angel Kempi. She's based in Cape Town. There's Celeste and Tuli. There's a whole lot of comedians. But now most ladies are just scared to get on stage. It's a, apparently public speaking is. Number one, what the more fear, fear in the world, or something like that. So really? women are very scared, yeah, of comedy. Of which well, I encourage females that want to do comedy. We also run the SA Comedy Academy. It's a support structure of the SA Comedy Awards. If you want to do comedy, hit us up at uh, info at sacomedyawards.com, and now uh, we'll do free comedy workshops with you uh, online and also physical as well. If okay, so you have a training arm as well. Yes, SA Comedy Academy, and also a training arm called the SA Comedy Expo. It will be at the Randista Show next year. So. And is there a lot of merchandise associated with us that yes. people can sell? Yeah, yeah. So comedians, um, comedians will be selling merchandise at the SA Comedy Expo stand at the Register Show next year. Like your Goliath got merchandise. We also got some merchandise. And also comedians that got uh, TV shows, they'll be selling the TV shows there. And comedians that got comedy shows as well, they'll bring their tickets. As in, you can buy a ticket for Midland Comedy Club night at the Register Show. So we just, like I said, with the vision of the reason why it took us 13 years to, to come back is we're busy fine-tuning the, the, the vision the strategy. One of the strategies is to help comedians get into the retail space. Well, ladies, this next one is for you. This is the choice of Kediboni Mulaudzi. It's Letambula. Uh, Letambulu with There's Music in the, in the air. air. So Letambulu, the reason why I chose her is that um, I, I love her love story, man. Her love story with Akefa Semenya. They've been together since the 60s. It's a beautiful story. They sing together and I love the love story, how they met. You know what I mean? So I love um, we call her Mam Letambulu. You know, she represents, she can sing, she represents the entire continent, and she's very talented. So enjoy, there's music in the air. Literally, guys, there's music in the air, because you listen to the music through the airwaves. Get it? No? Sorry. <laughs> there we are. That was Letambulu with There's Music in the Air, the choice of Kedibone Mulaudze, who's my guest on People of Note. And we're talking about comedy awards here on classic 1027 i'm richard cock and the program you're listening to is people of note because uh, kedibone is a person of note did you found these awards yes uh it was a funny story i think i've always been a visionary you know so when i started doing comedy uh joe parker uh who's my mentor i remember in 2005 i'm like joe i think this industry is gonna be big man let's do let's do the awards Joe was like, yeah, why not? You know, then uh, we went to the, I went to the DTI to register the trademark. And then uh, the rest is history. Then we staged the first and the second awards at, in Cape Town by the Artscape Center. And uh, yeah, you know, the, so I, I'm very visionary. You know, I think um, I'm, I always focus on what, what do we want to leave behind for the future comedians, you know what I mean? So the awards is one of the things that, you know, will help the future comedians be better comedians. The SA Comedy Expo, for them to get into the into the space of trade, you know, the SA Comedy Academy, let's help anyone that wants to get into the industry be a comedian because I think um, the worst pain for a human being is when you can't uh, realize your dreams. I mean, if your dream is to be a comedian, those who are within the industry must help. Like, like I said, 
you know, I've helped Trevor Noah, you know, look at his dream now. He's the biggest comedian in the world. And I'm very proud of that. I think as human beings, let's help. If, if you have the means, you need to help another human being realize their dreams. It mustn't be about, I know the person not. You know, let's, it's, it's, there are simple things that we can do to make the world a better place. Helping somebody realize their dream is the best thing that you can do, you know. Like, you know, when you go to the next lifetime, when they ask you what you do, you're like, you know what, I helped uh, four guys realize their dreams. I think money can't buy that. And I think if you can as a human being, do that. It doesn't, doesn't cost you a thing, you know, I mean, especially if you can. Yeah, well, I I do the same within the music industry, that's, that's helping people realize, realize their dreams yeah. and people standing up and performing and so you know it's, giving people opportunities. I, com- I, com- I yeah. commend. You. I think I learned that from my mother. My mother is very. She's a very giving person. My mother is the type of lady that would say, if ever we got two loaves of bread at home and the kids next door don't have food to eat, you know what I mean. You need to give them the other loaf so that, you know, I mean, you, you can. If you can, why not? You know, I think as a country, we can be in an even better place if we start thinking like that. Those who, who have must help those without, you know. It will help us be better as a country. And it will help you live a better life because there's nothing, ever ever realized, like, there's nothing. Um, the reason why, like, your Bill Gates and his wife, Melinda Gates and George Bezos, the reason why they give away a lot of money is because they're at a stage where they realize Money, it's, it's nothing. Let me help the world be a better place. The reason why uh, Bill Gates is helping um, come up with the vaccine for corona is because he has all the cars that he has, all the houses. So now, what is that you can do? You know, so help the world be a better place. I think when you have, you must, we must learn to share and you know, be, be better human beings, basically. Your next choice of music is, uh, once again, Hugh Masekela. Yes. And this is a song called Lady, originally done by Fela Kuti. Yes. Yeah, so um, with Hugh Masekela, I don't know if uh, the listeners know, but I'm sure they do know. I love how his relationships with, uh, like, your, uh, your Belafonte in the States, you know, he just said a whole lot of people working with him throughout the world. You know, like I said, I think as a human being, it's always easier to move forward as a group. You know what I mean? So that song uh, called Lady reminds me of that. That was a song uh, performed by Hugh Masakela called Lady, but originally done by Fela, Fela Kuti. Fela, where, do, where does he come from? He's a Nigerian. He's the, he's the biggest artist uh, on the continent. He's, he's passed on. Like, Fela would do one song for, for, thing for, for 30 minutes and sees nothing wrong with it. He's, the, he's our James Brown, basically. Fela, like, he's, like, like he, he did his music live, but he would, he would get into, the, into this trance every time he in does a, a song. Yeah, in a zone. And his, all his baking vocalists were his wives, you know. So, he, you know, like all five of them were his wives. So, wow. uh, King Swati is nothing new that you're doing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, so he all. was a busy boy. He was a busy boy. Fela <laughs> yeah. Kuti. So that was the song uh, performed by Hugh Masakela. He was, so, he was so big that his son is trying to do music, but he's nowhere close to where his father was, like musically. Like, you know, same thing with uh, with uh, the sons of the bl- ladies black myth, black mamas. The, the, their kids are trying to do bl- ladies myth, but they can't do what their parents did. Sometimes, you know, you must enforce things, you know. <laughs> so what happens uh, when you get older? Do you have old comedians as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Joe Parker. Here's the thing with comedy. Comedy, it's, comedy doesn't, doesn't, doesn't age. A funny joke is a funny joke. No matter if he's being told by a hundred year old or a ten year old, a funny joke is a funny joke. If you look at uh, guys like uh, like your Bill Cosby, you know, before the drama, before the horror, the horror stories that we had, he was still funny. You know, age, like I said, comedy cuts through age, race, religion, and literally whether you're a comedian or a comedy fan, it doesn't matter. You know, so 
you know, comedy is comedy. There are jokes that I've done when I started doing comedy that are still funny now. I remember, I remember one of my fi- first jokes where um, I'm not into extreme sports because I think the white community are into extreme sports, you know, like shark cage diving. For what good reason would I get into water to see sharks? Doesn't make sense. What do I want to bungee jumping? Like, I'm not into that, you know, mountain climbing. For what good reason must I climb a mountain? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> so the, the only extreme sport that I'm willing to do uh, is uh, snow, snow skiing, you know. Because with snow skiing, every time there's an accident, I'm the first one to be recognized and, and rescued. <laughs> the snow is white and black. They're like, yeah, there's a black guy over there. <laughs> you know what? You're stuck there for, for 10 hours. <laughs> Where's Richard Cook? You know he was here just now. We can't see him. <laughs> so that was my first joke. And it's still funny even today. You see, comedy doesn't age. A funny joke is a funny joke no matter what. Oh, jokes that age are current affairs jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because with current affairs, the story is current affairs for a month and then it's gone. But now, if you tell such stories like where it's it's based on a on a on a good idea, it doesn't age. But now in South Africa, we've had an interesting political history, and yeah. there have been some really good uh, satirical people. I think of uh, Peter Dirk Ace or Zapiro. Talented Zapiro. I love Zapiro. Is so brave. He doesn't care who says what. He's been taken to court by Zuma. And when Zuma took him to court, he, d- he drew another cartoon about Zuma took him to court. I'm like, what? This is art. And like, he's so brave, you know. So I love, I love the space that we're in because as South Africans, we can laugh at anything. Yeah. You know, and as comedians, we like to to push the boundaries because I think as comedians, our job is to get people talking and 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 thinking and 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 um and engaging. You know, like using. I remember I got this joke, which is which is it's very edgy, but it's funny. You know, I've got two jokes that are very edgy but funny. The first one is uh, uh, with Riverstone Camp and, and Oscar Pistorius. Uh, my, the joke is as if Oscar Pistorius and Riverstone Camp were black, Riverstone Camp will still be alive today. If the couple of black Riverstone Camp will still be alive today, ask me why. Why? Because majority of us is black people. Our toilets are outside, right? <laughs> so it's funny, but edgy, you know. Because she could have seen him on his way to the toilet. Like, hey, when I ask, I can't ask too, yeah. Yeah, man, I thought you were a thug. You know, and the other, the other edgy one is um, uh, like as black kids. I don't know as white kids, as black kids. If you don't finish your food, your mother says one thing and one thing only. Like, hey, 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 finish your food. Because kids are starving in Somalia. Somalia. Like, black parents are like, finish your food. Kids are starving in Somalia, man. I'm like, what? As a kid. Now, I'm a grown-up. I've got three kids. I've got my own house. My mother came to visit me two weeks back. She's still saying the same thing, Richard. At my, in my house. Like, she's like, hey, I don't care. You're still a child in my eyes. You need to finish your food because kids are starving in Somalia. Finish your food. Kids are starving in Somalia, man. I'm like, Ma, stop lying. Those kids are not starving in Somalia. Those kids are now adults running spaza shops in South Africa. <laughs> like, let's go to where the source is, the source of the food, you know. So it's aging, but it's funny. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as comedians, we like to push the boundaries. So you never suffer from burnout because that's your next choice. This is Sipo uh, Hot Sticks. Hot Sticks, my I think, uh, I think, I don't know if he was still, he was doing, he was a solo artist or he's part of Harare. So you want to burn out uh, his classic song on Classic FM. Halala. The fabulous Sipo Hot Sticks Mabusa. And he's still going strong. Still going strong. He's, In been, fact, he's been performing since the 70s, even today, still yeah. performing even now. I remember he played that because uh, I'm working on my library at the moment during COVID. And nice. I found 
burnout in my library. He performed it with me and the orchestra. You know, very often nice. they perform That's with so orchestra nice. and, yeah. and guys say, wow, this is so nice to have a big orchestra yeah. backing me up. And we did that burnout. Oh, that's a so burnout. You see, I could do this performance. Oh, man. Okay, can you... Can, wow, I so wish I could, I could I could hear the song. So I guess I'll get it from you. I want to hear the song. With orchestra? Yeah, I want to I I'll see, see if I can find it. Please, please. Because it sounds very different. I know, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay, another important question. Mm. Uh, you tell me that uh, comedy is big and you're doing comedy awards. Mm. What is the situation with sponsorship and support for comedy? Um, it's, it's, it's getting there and, um, you know, we had a good space. Here's my, here's, here's what I believe in. I believe if you do something from, from your heart, you know, eventually everything comes, comes together, you know, I think for this year we don't have a sponsor and now we're still looking for sponsor. If there's anyone out there who wants to get involved, uh, Get in touch with us info at essaycomedyawards.com. But now you, you, there's a category there called um, the top sponsored online show. That's where sponsors come in. There's a there's a there's a there's a um, online show by Donovan Goliath is sponsored by uh, Castle Castle Light. There's a, a, a virtual comedy bar sponsored by Savannah. They also sponsor another comedy show, uh, awards show. There's um there's um Clip Drift. They sponsor um Testing Contest Show and Clipped. And there's also um the Lockdown, lowdown, as a, by various comedians sponsored by Vodacom. So I think companies are, are starting to realize the, the the power of of stand up comedy. You know, so now you get comedians also being appointed as ambassadors. The Celestine Tuli, she's an ambassador for for Rain Net, uh, Network. So it's uh, you know sponsors. I think the companies are coming on board, and I would appreciate if um, those who are brand ma- managers to come on board uh, within the SA Comedy Awards. There you are. So that's coming up, South African Comedy Awards on the twelfth on the twelfth of December. Where is it happening? At uh, Soweto Theatre in uh, Jablani in um, Maponya. Not not Maponya in Jablani, Soweto, next to the Jablani Hospital. So come through and laugh. Even if you laugh in a way where you get sick, we'll just take you next door to the Jablani <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> so there you are. That's on the twelfth of December, South African Comedy Awards happening at the Soweto Theatre. Mm. And that's your brainchild and you're in charge. Yes, I'm in charge uh, with a team, obviously. And our tickets are at uh, web tickets or people can just call Soweto Theatre and buy tickets there. Okay, web yeah. tickets or Soweto Theatre for your yes. tickets. And I'm speaking to Kediborne Mulaudzi. That's me. Who's my guest in People of Note. That's and the program. And you'll be my guest at Midland Comedy Club. I hope you get on stage and do five minutes, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you should do that and we film it. And Are then you we share with, about this I'm now. serious. And you film it and then you share with the listeners. I'll Actually, it's a challenge. I'll the I'll Richard Koch challenge, comedy challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have to think of some good stories. You honestly. got funny stories. You know, yeah. he was telling us funny stories about his, uh, when he was in uh, school earlier on, like, you know, in his childhood. So those are funny stories. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to listen to something different now. Oh, this yes. is uh, Luciano Pavarotti and James Brown. It's two, a man's world. Two of my favorite artists, you know. That was Luciano Pavarotti and James, and James Brown. Brown. James Brown, um, his character helped a lot of comedians with material. Like I remember um, Eddie Murphy's, most of his material are about James Brown, you know. So it's quite, I love the two. Luciano Pavarotti, everybody knows they're one of the biggest tenors in the world. So, you know, you know these, are, these are amazing artists. And yeah. Okay, now, does comedy come and go, or is it a constant in our lives? I mean, are there some times in our lives where comedy can play a bigger role uh, and a smaller role? Or, you know, because sometimes life seems to be really serious, and I guess that's when you guys come into your own. Yeah. 
But sometimes people may not want to laugh at all the situations because sometimes situations are really serious. But I think your job, in a way, is to keep people on the straight and narrow. Yes. What, 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 what's interesting that just like with everything, as comedians as well, sometimes we have um, a writer's block where we're just not funny. We can't find anything funny. And that's when we get to be, we get to be sad as well because we can't be who we are. You know what I mean? When, when that happens, it's time for new inspiration. Like you, you listen to different music, you do things that you haven't done before. And with the audience as well, just like that. So when you guys are down, that's where we're there. You know and does I mean? it ever happen that you stand up and tell a joke that you think is funny and the audience don't find oh, it Oh, all the time. Like when you try new jokes, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> because in our heads, it's funny. It's hilarious. You know, but then the audience like, nah. You know what I mean? So when that happens, it's uh, so we then uh, get the constructive feedback from the audience and we've got to write the same joke and make it funny. So it happens all the time. But we have tricks that we use as comedians. So if I'm telling a joke and it's not funny, I'll take out a pen and a paper from a pocket and say, you know what, this joke was funny at home, but I'll never do you again, like rubbing it out. <laughs> so and then the audience laughs. So those are tricks that we use. Or you tell a joke, it's not funny. Like, guys, come on, that joke was funny at home. My mother was laughing. Was, you know, she was rolling on the floor, you know. Oh, so it does happen. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm being serious. Like, all the time. The jokes, so the funny jokes that you have telling, ne? it went through nine stage, stages where it wasn't yeah. funny. You know what I mean? So, it's part of the writing process, you know? Some jokes are just bad ideas where we think it's a good idea, but it's not a bad, it's, it's not a good idea. So, it happens all the time. But also, you have to, I mean, it's joke telling or storytelling yeah. is a very African thing. It is. Okay, storytelling and oral traditions are very African. So people are used to speaking yes. to groups of people. Yes. But it's different just telling a story and making people laugh. It's very different because you have to bring in, it's the, it's the art of, uh, people, the, a joke is basically the surprise twist at the end of your storytelling. People laugh at the surprise trees because you, it's, we use the, the trick called a misdirection. So you think I'm going left and then ha, I come right. Then the mind is get excited and then it, that's when human beings get to laugh. So, yeah, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the art of storytelling basically. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to find the perfect symphony. Perfect, yeah. And yeah. that's your next choice, yes, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> perfect symphony. Yeah, uh, featuring Andrea Bocelli, Italian Bocelli. That was Ed Sheeran. And that featured Andrea Bocelli. I said Bocelli, so Bocelli. <laughs> it's pasta. We're having a good time. Eh? It's Italian. Eh? Bocelli. I butchered Bocelli. Bocelli. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that was our Malimpopo roots and Masoto roots coming together, trying to be Italian. <laughs> but you, you've got almost an Italian accent there. Yeah, so. you reckon Bocelli. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hey you know. Hey, guys, don't, yeah. do you do a lot of different accents? Yeah, I do do a lot of different accent. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I do a uh, Indian accent. You know, I do uh, I try my my European accent. Okay, and my but this American is accent. this is another subject now because yeah. some nowadays people yeah. are quite sensitive about these things. Are comedians sensitive or insensitive? No, you know, as comedians, we've decided woke. Well, you know this new word woke. No, we've decided uh, a long time ago because now if you're gonna let people decide on how we should tell jokes, then we might as well not do comedy. We're gonna come and say whatever we wanna say. If you get offended, then you mustn't come to comedy shows. I'm sorry because now, if you're gonna dictate how we should how we should be, do our art, then there's no point in us doing our art because our art is us sharing our ideas. It goes back to what I said earlier. Uh, the reason why I left the advertising industry is because now clients are dictating what our ideas should be. Then you don't need me. Because if you're going to say, yeah, but 
the, the Nando's Edward Massey, one, two, three, then why did you hire me? So let us be artists. It's the same thing. You can't tell a painter, an artist or a painter, that no, don't use yellow. You don't even know where he got his inspiration to start uh, doing his painting, you know. So we've, we, don't, we, don't, we don't care. I'm sorry, we don't care. Let us do us. You know, we're trying to share an idea. Come, come and debate the idea with me after the show. Don't say, I mustn't say one, two, three, because then it defeats the purpose of doing stand-up comedy. No yellow bones. No yellow bones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so everything's up for a laugh in yes, comedy. Yes, yeah, know. basically, like everything's no up barriers. for No barriers. No barriers. Let us, let us do us, come through, and, uh, and, and enjoy. Because uh, our job is, what people don't know is that our job is very difficult. Let's say I'm performing to a crowd of a thousand people, right? Uh, whatever, 400 people at a year end functions because we get to do a lot of year end functions and people can get in touch with me for that. When people come to a comedy show, ha- at least half the audience members are stressed. They've got different challenges in their lives, be it marital problems, be it work problems. So our job is to, so they come through with a heavy weight on their shoulders. Our job as comedians is to take that heavy weight off their shoulders and make them feel better. So now if you're going to, my, my job is hard as it is, but now if you're going to dictate how I should do my job, Imagine the stress that I have. Sometimes as comedians, because we are human beings, you find that we are also stressed ourselves. But no matter how stressed I am, I still need to get on stage and make you feel better, right? So let me do my job. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. So you can come along on Thursday, uh, 7.30, at uh, the Heritage Lifestyle Center at Sandridge because there's a comedy evening every Thursday. Every Thursday. And also because now it's... It's uh, November, December. Most companies are doing their year-end functions. Um, as comedians, we are available to be the MC or the entertainer. They can get in touch with us, and uh, we'll, we'll then come through. And how does it work? You come and have dinner, and then there's comedy afterwards. Yes. So 7 to 8 is dinner. Uh, they serve the best African cuisine ever. Uh, like I'm what? Not like even, what? Come uh, on. There's um, trotters. Uh, there's the lamb trotters. There's a tripe. There's a um, there's a uh, chicken feet. We call them runaways, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and then uh, there's a uh, there's also like you know your normal like you know steak, your your sausage, uh, your blah blah. You know like so it's the best food ever. And, then from, uh, from eight, yeah, mush as well. And then uh, from eight and then uh, dumpling as well. So from eight to ten, it's stand up comedy. You have four comedians. I think this coming Thursday we have um, uh, Robin Dunlop. She's uh, one of she's a female comic. Rising star, very funny, and then uh, we have a rich Lou Benoit, he's um, he's our colored bra from uh, Deben, very funny as well. And I'll be hosting, and then there'll be like a young comedian called a Punch Casella, I think he's the youngest comic in the country, so it's gonna be very fun. So people must come through. That's Thursday, 7 30 in Midran, Sandridge, um, Sandridge Square, Connor New Road, yeah. in Liver Road. Midran is quite exciting because uh, once experienced. Uh, black on black racism in Midrand. I was so shocked. I'm like, black on black racism. Like what? Until the story reached. So I was driving. I'm going to. I'm coming to Joburg. Uh, you see, like when you're on New Road, when you're about to on ramp, there's traffic lights before you get onto the on ramp. So my car is behind. Uh, there's a one car in front of me. My car is second, and there's two or three cars behind me. So now there's this Zimbabwean uh, uh, beggar on the traffic lights. You know, they always go there. They always have their PA. You know the blind person and their PA. So now, then uh, they start begging from the car in front of me, right? There was a white person. They beg. I don't think they got the money. And then they came to me. Then they skip me because I'm black. I'm like, what? This is black on black racism, man. So what was funny is that they didn't get money from the cars behind me. So when they were making their way back, I opened our windows. Then I took a hundred note. I'm like, yeah, it's very hot, using it as a fan. (laughs) 
that you should have asked, I would have given you, but now. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's comedy everywhere, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, and talking about transport and cars, here comes uh, the coal train, Stimela. Yo, Stimela. I love Stimela. We grew up listening to Stimela, Rapier and the Boys. Oh, I love Stimela. Like, you know, they're amazing. You see, even here on Classic 1027, we make jokes because I was talking about Stimela by but Hugh Masekela. And then you I was were talking, talking about Stimela, the group with Ray Perry, <laughs> of which both are amazing artists. You know, like, you know, Stimela, Ray Perry, Hugh Masekela, they, they are amazing and of which they um, they've passed on and we're still celebrating their greatness, you know. So I'm very proud of this, the, the two guys, although the song is Hugh Masekela, the song called Stimela, the cold train. Shoo, shoo. Now, we've had... Hugh Masakela, yeah. the the Coltrane. Mm. Now we're going to hear Stimela with Zwakala. Yes, there we go. See, it was a it was a natural connection of these two things. This was planned, Classic FM listeners. This wasn't a mistake, yeah. ne? <laughs> ah, it's nice being creative. <laughs> that was really the group Stimela. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Richard, why are you rubbing it on, man? I did admit the mistake, but you like rubbing it on. <laughs> Yeah, mix that one up then. Zwakala, that <laughs> Zwakala. was called. The choice of Kediboni Mulaudzi, yes. the man with a wonderful laugh and a lovely deep voice. Yes. He's my guest in People of Note. I'm a person of note. Right? He's a person of note on Thank Classic you. 1027. Classic 1027. Yeah. yeah. You see, you're obviously an old listener to Classic FM. It's now called Classic 1027. Yes. You've got to keep with the times, man. Yeah, I need to. Classic 102. 1027. 1027. Classic, let me do like with my deep voice. Uh, uh, good evening, uh, Classic 1027 listeners. You tuned into Classic 1027 right here with Mr. Richard Cock and the person of note, Kiddy Wani Murawzi. I'm good, ne? Fantastic. I'm good. You know, we, we have a, a standing joke here between me and Mataba Taba because sitting yeah. opposite us, it's, it's not good yeah. It's not good for radio, but you can't see him, but he's sitting here. Ah, that's a shot there. Yeah. And and he's got a wonderful deep voice also because when we did a whole thing on the national anthem, yeah, he was the one who said, "God bless Africa." Oh, <laughs> nice! <laughs> I'm so glad. Remember when when we allowed Rasta to sing the national anthem during the World Cup game in France? Yo, he butchered the national anthem. Like what? <laughs> Is, do you think it's the same Rasta that's doing bad paintings of artists now? I think, I think so. the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, he but- he didn't know the lyrics. He just sang like, "Oh, wow." Rasta, awa, 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 rasta. <laughs> yeah, it's a new style, that one. Yeah. Well, we're coming up towards the end of the program. Oh, now. Man, I'm so sad. This is so uh, fun, yeah. And I think what we should listen to now is yeah. uh, Soul Brothers, Take Me Home. Oh, my God. There is no I fell in love with Soul Brothers. The guys can play the piano. There's the guy that played the other half of Soul Brothers. I forgot his name. He stayed in Soweto in Portia North. What was his name again? He played the piano. It was black. Black Moses. Black Moses. Yeah, Black Moses. That guy could play four pianos at the same time. I was so amazed. I'm like, what? You know, because I love pianos. And uh, the Ama Piano new genre music comes from Soul Brothers, come from Black Moses. He would play like four, two on the left and two on the right. Like play at the same time with a turning chair, like going around. I'm like, what? I was so amazed as a child. You know, So I uh, enjoy Soul Brothers. Take Me Home, Taxi Man. That was Take Me Home, Taxi Man. Featuring the Soul Brothers. Talking of playing pianos, mm. do have you ever played anything, any musical instrument? Uh, no, because I think I, I'm good. I, I got a good listening ear when it comes to music, but with pianos, just like with singing, I'm very bad. Like I don't want to lie. Like I used to, I you know, I used to do auditions for these singing TV shows, and I would just come out bad. They would like say no. 
You know, so I think that I'm good in comedy with music. Yeah, I tried. It just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. And so even though you're on the organizational side now, yeah. do you still do – I mean, you say you host the show on yeah, Thursday. I, yeah. You still do stand-up comedy? Yeah, like every day, like uh, at least once a week. Like I said, so we're currently busy with our year-end functions, of which people can get all of me um, to come to an MC or program, direct your year-end function. So I still do because I mean, I write every day. Literally. So, like, when you write every day, you have to perform the jokes because if you don't perform, you're going to be depressed because you've got funny ideas in your head and you're not performing them. It's So, yeah, I still do. I still do. And I'm excited. So, we're doing the we're doing the Soweto Comedy Festival tour next year, March. We're going to do Soweto. We're going to do Botswana. We're going to do Victoria Falls, which is uh, Zim. We're going to do Zambia. We're going to do Kenya. And we're going to do Rwanda. And we're going to do, uh, what's the other one? Kenya, Kenya, uh, Tanzania. Nothing in Somalia this year? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I will not even plan to go to North Korea as well. Yeah, I will not. <laughs> then you tell a joke, people laugh, you get shot. <laughs> well, we've got one more song to go, but I just want to remind you, 7.30, every 7.30 at the Sandridge um Square. Square is a restaurant called uh, Heritage Lifestyle. Uh, seven to, from 7 to 8 is dinner time. People can come through and have dinner. They've got the best wine there. They've got everything. Then from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock is a stand-up comedy show. And don't forget, 12th of December is the SA Comedy Awards at the Soweto Theatre. Yes, come through, come see the best of... Come come see us, acknowledge and pay homage to uh, people that are working hard uh, within the stand-up comedy tickets at Web Tickets and also at Soweto Theatre. Or you go to the website, sacomedyawards.com. Yes, that's the one. There we are. Uh, we're going to play out in a moment, but I'm just going to say goodbye to my guest, who's been Kedibone Mulaudzi. Oh, man. Thank you are for being on the show. Are we not left with two songs? Is it just one no, song? No, we're or... just going to have one song now, which is, is going to be time to say goodbye. Oh, okay. oh, man. Oh, there we go. Guys, thank you for having, Richard, thank you for having me. Uh, uh, classic, uh, classic 1027. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad that um, I, get, I got to share my playlist with you guys. And we're going to have a new saying now. God bless Classic 1027. Yeah, let me try it. God bless Classic 1027. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have been great. So uh, on social media, it's at SA, uh, it's at SA uh, underscore comedy hours on Twitter, at SA comedy underscore hours on on, uh, on, uh, Instagram, and at the South African comedy hours on uh, Facebook and personal. It's a, on Twitter and Instagram at Kidiboni S A K E D I B O N E S A, and then on Facebook Kidiboni Murauzi. That's K E D I B O N E and Murauzi M U L A U D Z I. Thank you. God bless Africa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>